This episode of the podcast is supported by Audible. You can download and listen to the world's best storytelling. I use it all the time to and from work. You can listen to audiobooks, original series and more on their free app. To get your free 30-day subscription, which includes a free book, click on the link in our show notes and enjoy. Hey everyone, I'm Lewis Mallet. Welcome to the podcast. This episode was originally recorded on one of my live streams. If you want to watch or listen to more of my content, please follow me on the various social media channels. Please leave a review, subscribe, and I hope you enjoy it. Awesome. And we are live. Hi everyone. Thanks for joining. Thanks for watching. Um, we're streaming to LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, and we're even doing Twitch, although I'm not sure how many people are watching on Twitch, but you never know. So if you are watching on Twitch, just drop me a little note. Thank you also if you're watching after the event as well. Uh, really appreciate it. So today, it's great to be joined by a really old friend, Matt Jaffa. Hey, Matt, how you doing? How you doing? Good. You? All right. Not too bad. Not too bad. Good. Good. well. Thank you. You're looking great, mate. Um, we used to, just the context, we both used to live together. We went to the same uni and we lived together in our second year at uni, and we're still speaking barely, which is probably a good, a good sign. <laughs> That's great. It's like 25 years ago, something crazy. Yeah. So. Yeah. 20, 20, 21 years ago. Unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. So much has happened. Even in this year, so much has happened. So. so you're at the Federation of Small Businesses. I am. I've been here now, coming out to 15 years working in the FSB, so supporting small businesses and self-employed. Um, and yeah, this has been you know, one really the most challenging year for our members. Um, so it's um, you know lots to talk about, but it's uh, yeah. It's, Even do you think more more than the financial crisis? Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, that was that was in a way it was kind of it was kind of steps because it happened before and businesses had gone through it in the '90s and stuff like that. I think there was kind of a precedent, but this this is just unprecedented, and. Yeah. You know, it's the, the kind of the uncertain, the constant uncertainty that has really been the hardest thing for our members. Um, and just hope that now, once we go open or we are going open, that we stay open. That is that's the critical message from our members, really. Yeah. Yeah. So you to so just to co- for context, then. So the Federation of Small Businesses, so you're lobbying government um, on behalf of of your members, which are micro and small businesses. Yeah. I mean, we so we represent. Traditionally, a small business is defined as less than 50. We've got some who are above that as well, but we provide a kind of a, a suite of member benefits like free legal advice, tax investigation protection. So those kind of bolt on membership offers. But traditionally, or ultimately, we were set up in 1974 as a, a lobbying group for the issue of national insurance contribution. And that is what we do. We lobby national, um, local government, regional government at EU level, at international level. Um, but of course, today is kind of a prime example. We've got the mayoral elections and elections, yes. elections right across the country, you know, and that's what we're doing. We are there to try and influence those who are currently in position, but those who are up for election as well, so that when they come into office or they they, they take up positions in, in at different levels, that they are aware of who we are, and they can, uh, you know, bang the drum for for small businesses. Yeah, what's what's going on with the the London mayoral elections at the moment? Well, I mean. The poll, the polling that opened at seven o'clock this morning, a couple of hours ago. Um, I can't talk about it too much. If we do any other any other day, I could have gone into more, much more detail about what I think <laughs> this one or that one. But um, I know it's it's not. So we've got to keep a kind of a political on this one. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's 
who knows what's going to happen. I don't think the actual vote will, will know who it's going to be until probably uh, the weekend, maybe best part later in the weekend. Um, yeah. But, you know, big issue for any new uh, London mayor, whoever takes up the, the post or whoever stays in post. It's got to be a case that, you know, we are, it's there, you know, small businesses is front and centre of the thinking so that we, you know, lift the, lift the, lift the spirits, open the economy um, yeah. and we come back safely. Definitely. And also after the Brexit stuff and, and the whole thing, I mean, for me anyway, I feel like we really need to be open for business. And the government, I mean, this last year, and maybe we can dive into this as well, have really felt like they've done all they can with the furlough scheme and all of this stuff. Why, like, why, why are small businesses so important to save? Like, what are they, you know, in terms of like, do they represent like the, the largest uh, employers in the UK or like what's, what's the significance? Well, the point being, you've got over 99% of all businesses across the UK are defined as a small business. And, you know, they are the ones who are the job creators, the innovators, creating wealth in our society and paying the, the, the high volume of, of taxes through business rates, um, through VAT, so national insurance contributions, all these things that go towards, um, you know, our public services. And they are a vital part of that. And they are the engine um, of the economy and so it's 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 you can't stress how important it is not just for the person who runs the business takes the takes all the the flack takes all the stick and, and and takes all the pressure with it but also is you know creating jobs who are you know for people who are you know paying their rent want to pay their mortgage and that that's what that embodies that small business person who is living with that that stress on a day-to-day basis and it's it's so important that we we support them we don't hammer them with with taxes, with regulation, with red tape, and 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 really help them grow and foster that innovative culture that we need in this this time in particular. Definitely, definitely. So wait, actually, ninety nine percent of businesses in the UK are classified as small businesses. To be pedantic, ninety nine point three percent. But you, know, that's yeah. a lot. That's a much well, higher percentage thing, than I thought. It's more than you think, and that's that's the, the the message we put across. You hear this term banded across SMEs, you know, small medium enterprises, but it's you know, 0.6% of the medium size, 99.3% of the, the small businesses. And it's it's just getting that message to government at all levels that you can't just have blanket policies that suit a business that's got one member of staff or 249 members of staff. You've got to think, you know, how do you help a, the smallest business win a co- contract, get on the supply chain, rather than just thinking, oh, gosh, they've got tons of people who are bid writers, know how to do it, and they can easily speak to the local authority and they can do this element of lobbying. It just doesn't happen. They are the person that is dealing with the minutiae of running that business on a day-to-day basis. And we need to be there to support them and find easier ways for them to navigate um, complex systems. Definitely. How do you think the government have done then this past year, being like the most difficult, difficult year for small businesses? Do you think they've given us enough support? Uh, you, you, and I say you, us because we're a small you're, business. You're all, we, we really should have thought about this because we set this up on election day. So it's, it's really hard for me to to comment on that one. So hopefully I'll try and just make it as bland. What do your members, how about this then? What do, what have your mem- what do your members feel like? Do they feel like they've they've had enough support this year? I think a lot, yeah, a lot of businesses would have, you know, there's been a, that, that kind of two sides of the coin. They've, you know, a lot of them would have, you know, taken up the furlough system, which has been a lifesaver for many businesses. Um, you know, a, a lot would have, you know, taken like the self-employed income support scheme. But of course, on the other side, you've got the excluded businesses, those that haven't been able to get support, whether they be a directors of company or whether they be in, like the, at the time newly self-employed. So there's been 
there's like anything there's going to be there's gaps within the models but also a lot of businesses would have felt that lifeline but also as grants a lot of grants that have been made available we're you know for our, our message yeah. around this, this election today across the whole of fsb has been our number one key thing is to get the grants out local authorities in particular have got grants for small businesses that they are distributing whether or not you've been in the retail hospitality leisure sector or whether you are you know in a sector that maybe was forced to stay open when you've had no custom like you know the, the local dry cleaners for instance who would have maybe got two percent of their normal turnover these businesses yeah. you know there's there's funds available there's grants available so my, my kind of thing for, for any business listening or, or, or knowing another business is just to speak to you or get in touch with your local authority find out what grants are still available and don't miss out really what what grants because i thought you had so you had the you had the loans or the which people need to start paying interest and paying back i think quite soon you then had grants for to what for rates i think for certain different industries what, what's still available in, in case people don't know well there are restart grants that are available and they should either be automatic or you might have to apply for them but whether or not you are in a sector that was able to open on the 17th of may or whether you've got to wait so if you're open on the 12th of april or whether you're on the 17th of may there's a different like there's a six thousand or a pot of grant up to you could get or eighteen thousand pounds if you were you know in say hospitality and you're not op- able to open before the 17th of may so those are available to businesses but there's also a kind of a additional restrictions grant as well so pots of money for yeah. different criteria those who are maybe not in the retail hospitality or leisure sectors um who have been adversely affected or have not received any form of grant funding whether they might have been in co-working spaces for instance and and maybe the, the landlords got something but they didn't in, in in that particular instance so it's a case of looking at the the arg scheme is the one that i would i would for a lot of businesses to look into within the council to see if they are um they, they, they match the criteria and they can get some funding okay cool and i guess they could go to hmrc website maybe as well and, and check out some information on that there will be an HMRC website, but I think the, the main thing is to go on your, your council website. Those, those council website. It, it, your council will have every different stream of business support that's, that's available. And I think that's the area that, that, that businesses need to go to and it will show yeah. them the criteria they have. But also things like the, the London Business Hub, for instance, there's, there's information on there regarding grants that may be a, a more a regional level around like peer-to-peer lending or other elements of, of support and funding available that that, that, that is available. So um, it's important to do some research and, and, and look at these council regional websites as well. Definitely. Apart from all the money stuff, um, it's also important to seek help with, with your, I say like the mindset, you know, like a lot of business owners, it's been, I mean, the most crazy year, right? I mean, I speak to so many different people from different sectors, business owners and all of these things. And a burnout has been such such a key theme and you don't often realize it you know you speak to people and you know to look at them you know maybe seem fine but the one thing i've really had to appreciate this year um is everyone's going through their own like personal journey you know different challenges and and you you know you're gonna get into your own world don't you of like you're doing your thing yeah it's just it's been really useful for me to stay to take a step back and just appreciate that people are going through different moments and stuff and and i think you know for me running my business um which is also a small business over this past year as well you know speaking to people seeking help um you know being open with what you're going through has been really really helpful and if, if you're a small business and you're in that scenario you know having a support network around you is just so vital yeah i mean i couldn't agree more i mean i 
in the first couple of months, you know, when we went to that initial lockdown, I was speaking to businesses on a every few hourly basis in terms of calling me up. And it was that, that uncertainty, you know, not knowing what where to turn. And then as it gradually went on, it was more of a case I felt at times I was just a kind of a, a, a voice to, 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 to be a kind of a counsel, uh, just to listen to their issue. And they, you know, it was kind of a welcome, you know, thanks for listening kind of thing. I mean, that didn't even help yeah. them. I was kind of just, just to, for them to just to air their, get, get it off their chest and, and, and on, off their mind. But it's that, it's you know, the level of uncertainty you're, you're, you're faced with as a business. You're trying to keep your business going, but at the same time, you're trying to do everything you can to support the NHS and, you know, face down this public health crisis. Um, but you don't know if you're, you know, you don't you know, don't know how, how you're going to be able to get your furloughed staff back into the business. You don't know if you'll be able to do it safely. How can you make sure that your staff, how their mental health is during this time? It's it's just so many things. And it, that, that pressure on a, on a business owner, I mean, not having, not having been that person before, but I've spoken to these businesses on a, on a day-to-day basis, it's, it's so hard. It is, but it's also, if we're being positive about it, it's perspective as well, right? I mean, in every crisis, there's always a silver lining. There's always learning opportunities. And for me, um, and you know me, I'm a pretty positive guy, right? Like, I just, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm just made up that way. Um, I do do a lot of stuff to try and keep myself positive. But, you know, you can only do things that are within your control. And something like a pandemic, I mean, you know, what can you do, right? I mean, not a huge amount. And so, and of course, this is industry dependent, right? I mean, some industries did really bad and they closed down. Others have done unbelievably well. I think I know, Amazon hired God knows how many hundreds of thousands of people over the year. So that just famous, like in that famous small business, Amazon. <laughs> that famous bookshop. I mean, you know, I mean, what a great success story. Um, who are kind of, you know, they kept the world going, you know, to their credit. They were delivering parcels and you know, those because, you know, like a lot of people were out working during this pandemic. You know, if you were fortunate enough to be a home worker, which we both are, right? Like you can work from home, so can I. Many people don't have that luxury, you know. So, um, yeah, it's important to appreciate that when you're, you know, when you're thinking about going back to work and, and stuff. Because these, you know, the delivery drivers, um, NHS, you know, all of these, all of these people have done an amazing job. But I think it's, you know, it's important to, it's important to, to, to do stuff that you can, control right and so a lot of people were reactive you know like the pandemic happens lockdown your business is stopped and you're just reacting you're looking for grants you're looking for loans you're looking to cut costs standard right like everyone went through that period and then you hear these like these words right hustle 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 i mean if there was ever a time to hustle 2020 was the time to hustle right pivot a lot of people are thinking about pivoting their business. And so now I feel, it feels like we're in a spot now where it's about being proactive. It's like, okay, it's been a bad scenario, but what can you do? What are the things that you can put in place to get yourself back on track, to start growing, to start hiring and, and those kinds of things? And it's uh, it's the moment to do that now. It is. And it's, it also needs governments of all persuasion to, to recognise what you just said. It's, uh, it's, it's you know, you... A lot of, for instance, that a prime example is the supply chain businesses who want to bid for a contract. They want to win. It could be in your sector. It could be in the construction sector. It could be anywhere. But yet they are put off because the, there's too many barriers in the way. It's too complex to, to navigate the systems. So yeah. making it easier for businesses to do business and get out of the way of, 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 in, in, of, of making the, the kind of the barriers to growing are going to be key. Um, and, you know, there's lots of opportunities, I mean, you know, business, for instance, you know, whilst there's always going to be people who are, 
against Brexit and whether those are for, before Brexit, but we are where we are now. And it's how, you know, a case of if you're looking to export, how can you go and, you know, get onto the Department for International Trade website, you know, find there's, there's, there's resources and support available there, maybe even there's like elements of funding as well. If you're looking to, to export for the first time, you need support in particular areas, new markets, um, is, you, you know, doing that element of, of learning or, or an area that you might not have experienced before could be an, a, a new new way of um, getting onto the market. So that's, I, I think it, it's, it's an element, as you mentioned, of that kind of proactivity that's going to be working business's favour. Definitely, no, definitely. Because if, if you're in that mindset now of like, right, I want to, you know, I've survived or I've gone through this whole thing and now, you know, let's crack on, then you're right. You know, there is um, this finance available. You know, there's like government that can help. Um, also, getting paid on time, I think, is quite a big one as well. Yeah. I mean, if, you know, again, if, if government can put these structures in place, which maybe gives people a little bit of comfort that, okay, if I want to expand, if I want to go international, if I want to do these things, you know, I'm able to, to borrow money to do it. Um, I've got the support of government. Um, you know, we need to be, yeah, we need to be open for business now, you know, yeah. and, and I, Completely agree. But also, as you mentioned, the issue of late payments, this is the, the one that particular our, our chair, Mike Cherry, it's his number one issue that he will continue to, to push on the need for big business in particular and you know local authorities and central government as well, but mainly big businesses to pay their bills on time. You have tens of billions of pounds that are outstanding and that's money that's needed to pay your staff. It's needed to invest in a new piece of um, innovation or machinery in the business it's there you know and it's whilst they're waiting you're talking 60 90 120 days and more of you know tens of thousand pounds ratcheting up in the business you're not being paid all of a sudden you've got a debt crisis in the business and that's what needs to be recognized and also as a small business you're, what you're going to say to your large supplier you know pay up now or i take my business away. The large, and that's the problem and a large business will simply lean on them and just you know and that's what we need to change this and, and make sure we have a full operating supply chain and large and small work much, much closer together. And there's kind of a, an inherent understanding rather than this you know, bullying that, that goes on in certain instances. 100%. The way people have behaved this year, good or bad, people will remember, you know. And I mean, if I think about my experience, um, many of my clients have been amazing. Like a lot, a lot have paid quicker than, than they did before. Um, and, and, and typically my clients are big listed companies or private equity backed and, and whatever. Um, but there's always somewhere they're like, hey, you know, we're going through a tough time and we're not paying until, you know, and, and, and so they extended it. There was one or two, one or two customers where they're like, I'm really sorry, we're going to have to extend the payment terms by a month or two or whatever. I mean, your only answer is like, OK, cool. I mean, you know, can you <laughs> pay us when you can? Um but, you know, I think we're lucky because mostly, you know, the, the companies pay well. But there's many people I speak to where I do also the, the chain as well. Like if you're, you know, there's a, quite a lot of I know quite a few factory owners. So I used to work in manufacturing, as you know, and uh, I was speaking to the guy. I still speak to the guy that owns some of them. And, and he said, you know, he was making clothes, supplying to people. Those firms went under. He then wasn't getting the money. He, could, You know, there's a real quite in, intricacy sometimes with these things. So I hear the, the story. Some businesses will just, or large businesses will, you know, not pay, but then pay on day 120, something like that, but pay a reduced amount. And just for, for the lovely privilege of me paying you within 120 days, uh, we're going to, you know, take off 
ten percent. So they they knock off some of the amount they're supposed to be paying in the long run. It's it's scandalous. Oh, in some oh yeah, it's so scandalous. Way. I used to yeah, I used to I. Used to, <laughs> It's completely scandalous. I mean, some of the large companies, they're like, you know, day late, 10% off, you know, in some of these like retail and all these kind of different industries, it's tough, but, you know, pay on time, behave properly, and then we can start moving from this, you know, job retention stuff to creating jobs, which is really the path forward, I think. Oh, completely, completely. And I think in particular, you know, we need from you know governments is this element of job creation it has to be a you know relentless pursuit of this because a lot of businesses you know, there will be businesses who have got pent up um demand and, and would have sat on cash in some instances or you know would have done okay during the pandemic um you know those i'm thinking particularly in like professional services it related sectors who maybe want to take on more apprentices who want to um take on you know other members of staff but yet you know there are in incentives in place but are there ways that we can for instance reduce the 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 level of national insurance that on taking another member of staff all these things that a business might find an incentive to doing so and at the same time training them as well we need to make sure that we are upskilling these these professions at all ages because you know, there's a tendency at a time to think you know the business you know just thinking about the the kind of the, the short-term aspect of keeping the business going but staff in particular um, and need to be trained and need to be upskilled so that there's, you know, there's, you know, a, a kind of a, a a line, a chain moving forward that the business keeps going and grows as the business starts to come back to recovery and back into growth as well. So, government in these particular areas can be critical. Weren't you guys? I can't remember the name of it, but uh, the government had a scheme where they would cover the salary of new employees in a certain, I think, like a young person between eighteen to twenty-five, and I think you guys. Weren't you guys helping to administer that? We yes, it was. So it's the Kickstarter scheme. Kickstarter um, scheme. Did that ever? I don't think that, is, that ever really is, kicked is, off. Right? It's not kicked off as much as, as great as we hoped to, but it is starting to move forward. So it's kind of we've got an, oh, a, a kind okay. of a group, the Deco Working Ventures, that kind of any business that wants to or wants to take on um, young person wants to take part in the scheme, they can do through the Kickstarter scheme. So it's still there, still running. We hope to see it really kick off. Um, in the next few months, but uh, there's, there, that's that's a, a good avenue if you're looking to take on um, a young person in particular in your business. And it's I thought that was great. So, so they would basically, so that so the government would cover the salary. Is that right? Yeah, for a certain period of time. Well, yeah, presumably thinking about six months. Um, so it's a amazing, opportunity, which is great, absolutely fantastic. For a, yeah. it's obviously for a job that you weren't, you know, it's a new job in the business and you're creating a new job for a young person to take that particular position and you wouldn't have filled it anyway um, when this scheme was announced. So it's 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 a, it's a great thing. So it's, you know, once it starts to kick off, we hope it's a real success. No, I love that. Critical. It's critical. How have, how have your members felt about the um, about the furlough scheme? And, and in terms of, you know, it was coming to an end and then it was extended, then it's extended again. Are people now comfortable with it winding down or some are some firms so kind of so tied in and dependent on it now? I think it, at the time, particularly back end of last year, there was real uncertainty because it felt like it was this cliff edge approach to it. It was going to be cut off completely. And then the government kind of backtracked and has done that kind of tapering system whereby yeah. as we go along through to September, we'll see it start to be pegged back. But I think that's fine. Um, and I think business under, small businesses understand that. But with the 
kind of overarching message that, as I say, we open and we open safely and we stay open safely. And there's, you know, businesses, particularly those in that kind of the hospitality events industries, tourism related industries have, have, have suffered so badly over the last 12 to 14 months um, that we just need that element of certainty moving forward. And we don't have that, you know, a thought process that we, we're going to go back into the, the dark days that we were in um, last spring and, and during the winter period as well. True, true. Well, fortunately, our vaccine programme in the UK has been been outstanding. I mean, you know, it's certainly cheaper than to buy up lots of vaccine than it is to keep up the furlough scheme, right? Yes. yes. I mean, um, but anyway, that, I think it's that's given that's given a lot of businesses a lot of confidence that 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 element that there is a kind of a light at the end of the tunnel with the vaccination programme that's gone down so well, and many businesses yeah. play their part in terms of making sure that they've got lateral flow tests in the business. So they make sure that if people come in, have to come and work from the office or the, the, the construction site or um, the factory, that they can do so safely and that they're safe, being safe amongst other members of staff in the business as well. But it's a, it's a challenge. That is a challenge in itself that's moving forward. Yeah. And, and we'll see what happens, particularly around announcements regarding social distancing in yes. business moving forward, which will be an interesting one. With your members, uh, the ones that uh, the, the ones that have offices and that, that they have office-based workers, right? Are you finding that most of them are going to want their cut their employees back five days a week, like like a Goldman's? You know, come in, we'll go find yourself another job. Or are you finding, or are you finding it's going to be this kind of hybrid model? Or, or I mean, what what are you hearing out there? I'm I'm hearing a lot of things around a hybrid model. Um, but particularly a lot of businesses, you've always been, you know, closely in the city of London. That's where your 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 HQ has always been. But yeah. a lot of businesses who have maybe got space in the city of London will we start to questioning, you know, do I need as big a space as I as I did? We want them to 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 to, to make sure that particularly around the West End, the city of London, they they have that presence and they can get back, you know, a, a significant chunk of people into there because it's so important for the local local economy and the central London economy, that we get people working back in the centre of London, we get them back in safely, we get them spending money in businesses, we get them shopping um, down on Oxford Street, you know, just so there's a kind of, there's, there's that, 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 that create, that, that we create that environment whereby um, small businesses can thrive and we don't just think about going down the Paris route where we have a kind of a donut effect whereby we have a residential bang in the centre and everyone else disperses um outside we need to have the best of both worlds it's interesting that yeah because I, I was speaking i was thinking i was reading an ft article about it and you know like the way that the uk is structured in most cities is that that's where you go work and this is where you live right and and so you know where we both live it's quite it's residential right like you know you're working at home i mean is there there isn't like a super cool coffee shop or a sandwich shop that you can just pop out to and grab a you know you've got your local high street and stuff but it's not like working in town right where you're in soho or in the city of london and there's like loads of cool sandwich shops pre-pandemic um all really buzzy I, it feels like for me it's going to morph a little bit because I, I think a lot of people have enjoyed and this is a real variation actually i'll, I'll speak about this in a sec but I, I think a lot of people will work from home more um, or do a hybrid and I, I think maybe you know you'll find like these sandwich shops and coffee shops and other infrastructure pop up not just in the west end and like city and so forth I think it will I don't know whether you call it a donut effect I'm not quite sure what the definition of it is but I think it's going to be a little bit more of a blend it I feels do, like 
So it's, it's going to be very important, particularly this mayoral election as well, what the messaging is from them and the government that we, well, as I say, when we go open, we, we stay open, we come back safely, but getting people back safely and them having the, the confidence to come back and use the public transport system to 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 go yeah. into the we, 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 we have to start at some point changing the message. And whilst, you know, we are still, you know, there's restrictions in place, we start you have to start turning the dial that it's you you know it's safe to return back to your city centers and i think that's that's going to be the hardest thing because people have been living in a lot of fear um particularly employees in businesses and it's it's making sure that there's gonna be conversations between employees and employers some employees are going to think you know i've been working from home i've been working productively i don't feel confident or you know that's safe at the moment because the messaging is still it's still there. We need to start helping those businesses, and because there's going to be a lot of awkward conversations. Have no, have no doubt about that. So I, not- I, I completely agree. I mean, I'm in, I'm in the city right now. Um, I actually went for a walk through the West End yesterday. Um, it's, it's, it's like it's dead. Like it's super quiet. You know, all those like really cool um, family-owned sandwich shops. Classic in the city of London. If you've, if you've ever been there, um, for people watching, it's just. You know, like you know, man and his and his son or daughter just you know grinding out the sandwiches. Super busy queues like round the block. That's what it was like. And then that right now it's like you know people are talking about reconverting offices into flats now. I think and so I I love the buzz of a city and I, I really hope it does get back. And and from the people that I speak to, you know, I'm speaking to obviously I'm a headhunter. I'm speaking to people workers all day every day, and and privately. Most, in most people, a, a lot of people uh, privately admit that they are not as productive at home. It's not the work from home thing that people are campaigning for pre-pandemic. And a lot of people want to go back. A lot of people I speak to at the school gate, through the, through the work I do, are, are craving, you know, like social interaction. Um, and I think that the fear you talk about, so much of it's from these WhatsApp groups we're on, Right. Well, social so media you're on then you know uh, probably the same ones you're on but <laughs> but no you know in all seriousness you know back, back in you know say back in the day but back mid of last year where everyone was locked down right and and let's say and, and you're an office space worker and your world is you know your house or flat if you have a family or if you're on your own i mean obviously there's a big variation in in, in that as well but you're getting your info from from social media right you're you're who you're surrounding yourself with you know if the people that you're surrounding yourself with are anxious about it and you know a lot of people are sending around these different stats and the whole thing it's very easy to go down this rabbit hole and now we're re-emerging you're right you know a lot of people are uh are nervous and scared about like re-entering society almost yeah but we also we, you know, we need to recognize the fact that there's going to be a lot of anxiety mental health issues regarding that fact and that's that's perfectly understandable where we've, we've come from so we've got a, it's going to be an education task and particularly those you know when we're seeing the um you know, news conferences and we're seeing you know the, what the media is putting out we just we do need to have an element that you know that that element that cities are safe that the that that we start to get that message when it's when it's when it's right and good and proper, and we 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 have that from the, the higher up, um, yeah. kind of those people at the top, because it, it needs a real it needs it's going to take a real messaging, a good comm strategy to get this message out to businesses and to people wanting to return to city centres. Hundred percent, you know, because the comms has been 
I mean, obviously, this is completely debatable, right? But gen generally, people have listened to the communications yeah. of the government over this past year. Like most people have respected what's been asked of them. You know, I people have been wearing masks. I've been going on the tube a lot. Everyone wears their masks. Pretty much everyone's respectful of, of people's distance and things like that. Um, now, now you're right. The messaging now needs to be, you know, let's crack on. You know, these small businesses and, and the economy needs to re, you know, reignite. And the way to do that is to get out, spend money, do things, get back to the offices and things like that. And so I really hope, you know, we, we start to get into that space. Um, yeah. And we will. What do you think, just related to a little bit of that, um, again, another, you know, another key feature clearly of this last year is, you know, a lot of people have lost their jobs um, and it's been tough, tough for a lot of people. Um, and I've seen a lot of people now start up their own businesses. Have you have you seen that as an actual trend? People picking now like entrepreneurship and starting a business as a, as a choice versus going to be employed again? I mean, this, this happens, you know, it happened quite considerably after the financial crisis at the back end of uh, 2008 and a lot of people you know think self-employed is the way for them and for, for the best part it is it's a great way of you know stepping out of your comfort zone but also taking a risk you know many businesses might have you know what we say but there might be people who are coming out of jobs have a you know been made redundant um and it's an opportunity you know, it's, it can be seen as a, it's a worry and it's it's, it's a it's it's a it's a concern and you're nervous but it's also it can be so rewarding um and the, you know, whilst it's it's tough, it's hard, and you'll be testament to this, Lewis. I mean, you've been a, an entrepreneur now. I don't know what fifteen years or so, but it's, eleven, almost fifteen. I'll get there. I've added you four years That's on. Fine. There you go. Um, it's you know, it, it it's 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 bloody challenging, but it's 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 rewarding at the same time. And it just you know, you've got to get through that mindset and think, you know, what am I good at? What are my skill set? What can I? What's the niche that I could be able to? tap into and then do your research speak to other people in your your sector who have been through it other experiences of those who have gone into self-employment and you know it might not work at first but you know Rome wasn't built in a day um and it's just yeah. keep, you know keep progressing and who knows you'll be able to create more jobs and and and, and that's where it all stems from those people who are the, the future wealth creators job creators yeah yeah definitely I mean I've I've done it I mean I it's the best thing I ever did um, I, I, you know, I almost, almost, fall, always stop short of telling other people to do it because it is a personal life choice, right? Like it's not for everyone, and it's something you need to go into with your eyes wide open for sure. You know, I mean, you need to, you need to be comfortable taking the risk. You could ever go back to employment again, or is that it? The, 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 the myth, the myth of job security. You mean? Um, <laughs> no, um, well, no, no, this is the thing, right? Like the, the big thing you realise, people realise, um, whether it's the financial crisis or now, is that they, you know, if, if companies, certainly listed companies, whatever companies are, um, their main concern is their shareholders, and if they need to make redundancies, they'll make redundancies, and 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 people then start to feel that. You know there isn't a huge amount of loyalty from their company, and so in in these times, everyone wants to chat to a headhunter, and you end up getting, you know, we've been so busy speaking to people, and what you find is everyone's open to a conversation, and they're all thinking about, you know, if their career is better served in another firm versus the firm they're at, they're very open to moving, and and you're seeing loads of that. There's an awful lot of movement. Um, 
there's an awful lot of hiring going on right now. Everyone I speak to is either like hiring or about to hire. It's really busy. It feels like, not that I was alive in the 1920s, but it feels like it's just going to be, you know, you need to strap yourself in this next five years because I think it's going to be amazing. Um, America as well, you know, the job data and, and all of that stuff is really positive. So I'm super positive on this next, on these next five years. And I don't know how I digress to that. Um, but um, so, you know, if, if, if entrepreneurship is for you, I mean, you just got to, you got to dive in, you know, you got to be all in or not with, they, with these things. And, you know, for me, when I started it, you know, I'd saved money that I could cover my mortgage or rent for a year. And I spoke to people like friends in the UK and everyone was like, oh, you know, what happens if it doesn't work out? And you're like, it almost stopped me doing it. And I, I spoke to a lot of family in America and I don't know why it's a generalization, but Americans tend to be much more open to doing these things, maybe because their notice periods are two weeks versus like a month or three months here, right? So that also governs your behavior a bit. But they were like, Lewis, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. And you're like, hey, get another job. You know, so and then I cracked on. And so, yeah, you've really got to think of it. I, I read a great book called The E-Myth Revisited. So if anyone's thinking about starting a business, have a little read of that. Um, it was recommended to me by a guy called Tim Hammett, who was my business coach. It was really good. And you just go through it. And then you just at some point you've got to dive in. And, you know, you don't have to have a new idea. It doesn't have to be super innovative. But, yeah, you know, you, you think through it. And it's a, it's a great life with all the challenges that go with it. But I would recommend it highly. Yeah, well said. So, very well it's said. great. Cool, Matt. Thank you for joining. That was a great thank chat. You very much. Great to speak to you, Lou. And you, and you. And if any small business owner wants to join the Federation of Small Businesses, then DM Matt on LinkedIn. But anyway, www.fsb.org.uk/join. Awesome. Done. Cool. Cheers, Have a good one. See ya. Bye. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to leave a review and subscribe in all the usual places.